They say you have three names. The one you inherit from your family. The one your parents gave you. And the one you make for yourself. So create the brand of you. Find the job you've always dreamed of and make it yours by going to Irish Jobs, Ireland's online recruitment platform. Take control of your career. Visit irishjobs.ie and move up to the next level you. Irish Jobs. Make a name for yourself. With everyone looking to shrink their bill these days, Dunn Stores gives you new ways to save on your shop with double savers. First, you'll save in the aisles when you fill your trolley with fantastic low prices across thousands of great products. Then, you'll save again at the till with our 10 or 50 grocery voucher. Shrink your bill with double savers. New from Dunn Stores. Dunn Stores. Always better value. Terms and conditions apply. Voucher can be used on next grocery shop of 50 euro or more. More real fruit flavor blends it more skillfully and then brings it to you in six delicious flavors. Those are the reasons why Jell-O has become the fastest selling gelatin dessert in the entire world today. So when you want Jell-O, always ask for it by name. Insist on genuine Jell-O. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you Waukegan's gift to the amusement world, that star of screen, radio, and Brewster's Millions, Jack Benny. Well, hello again. This is Jack Benny, the legitimate actor, talking. And thanks, Don, for bringing it up. Well, Jack, I want to compliment you on your excellent performance in the title role of Brewster's Millions yeah. last Monday night. I was really surprised. Surprise? Why, Don, mm -hmm. you've seen me play legitimate parts in several pictures, haven't you? Yes, but you were good Monday night. Mm. Thanks very much. Huh? Say, Jack. Yes, Phil? That part where you were throwing away money recklessly, that was rich. Yeah. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. You mean when I was spending money fast and furious? Yes, sir, you certainly are an actor. <laughs> now, hey, wait a minute, I'm not cheap. And furthermore, playing a straight part like Brewster is really my racket. My oh, meat. Uh, Jack, uh... <laughs> really is. That's my meat. <laughs> Can I go ahead now, Jack? Yes, oh, yes, all right. Well, did you happen to read the newspaper report in, on your Monday broadcast? Uh, no, I didn't, especially that one from Buffalo. I well, I, <laughs> I thought you'd be interested, so I brought a couple of them over. Well, thanks, Don. Let me see them. Mmm, get this one. Warm weather to hold over the weekend. Oh, it's on the other side. Oh. But Mother thought he was atrocious. Listen, Kenny, that wasn't any imitation. That was me. Oh, you wouldn't spend all that money. I wouldn't, eh? You're as bad as Phil. He thinks I'm tight, too. Oh, I didn't mean that, Jack. Oh, yeah? Then what did you mean? All I meant was your wallet doesn't know the sit-down strike is over. <laughs> well, it's lucky you insulted my wallet, not me. <laughs> Say, you know, Jack, we forgot all about Mary. I thought her performance in Brewster's Millions was excellent. So did I. Me too. Well, she was great, but you know, fellas, I'm sorry I let her do it. Why? Well, I, I can't do a thing with her since last Monday. No kidding, whenever I talk to her, she gets very ultra and dramatic. In fact, she thinks she's another Catherine Hepburn. Are there two of them? Kenny. 
I tell you, fellas, I've never seen such a change in a girl. Here she comes now. Oh, well, remember, fellas, don't don't encourage her. Hmm. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hello, Don. Oh, there you are, Kenneth. (laughs) Mary, you overlooked Phil. Oh, Philip, dreadfully sorry. Now, listen, Mary, snap out of it, will you? Where have you been? In the library, reading Way Down East by Shakespeare. Yeah. Cut out that bunk. We're doing a program, and you're here to tell jokes. So act like you always do. No, no, they'll only laugh at me. Oh, they will. Uh, well, that's too bad, isn't it, Miss Bernhardt? <laughs> oh, you American. <laughs> there you are, fellas. What did I tell you? I've heard of people going highbrow over a period of years. But I want to tell you, Mary, this sudden departure from your normal self is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yes, ain't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, what's the use? We might just as well do a musical program tonight. Come on, Kenny, do your song. No, no, they'll only laugh at me. It's a fine jello program tonight. Speaking of jello, my dear friends, need I remind you that it is economic. Yeah? No, no. And don't let the fact escape you that it has most six most delicious flavors. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and, uh, oh, let's see, what's the last one? Oh, yes, lime. Lime, yes, lime. That was awfully good, old fellow, really. Sing, Kenneth. I'm not too full. <laughs>
My Dreamboat Comes Home, sung by Kenny Baker. And you see, Kenny, nobody laughed at you. Yeah, they didn't laugh either. Yeah. You see? You were a hit. Oh, huh? Jack, do you mind if I retire this program? Mary, cut it out now, will you? Now get back to your normal self. Oh, all right. Give me a hunk of gum, will you? Here, and don't chew too loud. Hey, Jack, what about the B? Are you going to play it tonight or not? Now, listen, Phil, get this straight. I'll play the B just as soon as I find my violin. I've hired a private detective to look for it, and believe me, we're leaving no stone unturned. Did you hide it under a stone? Hmm. But, Jack, if you do play it, I won't be here to root for you. You know, I'm going away tonight for rest. A rest? Why? What's the matter with you? I read in Winslow's column that I'm sick. <laughs> well, you... I don't know. You look all right. You see a doctor? Who needs a doctor when you got Winchell? That's right. Well, we're certainly going to miss you, Mary. Uh, where are you planning to go? Oh, I'm <laughs> going to New York for a couple of weeks and recuperate. That's a nice place for mm. a rest, yeah. There's a lovely... Oh, yes, there's a lovely sanitarium there right on the corner of 48th and Broadway. It's called the... Uh, oh, oh, what's the name of that place, Phil? The Cotton Club. That's it, the Cotton Club. Yeah. Oh, you rest there beautifully. Huh? Yes, that's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Mary, will you do me a favor? Uh, sure, Kenny. What is it? Well, when you come back from New York, would you mind bringing me some oysters? Oysters? Kenny, can't you get oysters right here in town? Yes, but there's no R in Los Angeles. <laughs> now, listen. Kenny, then move to Burbank and shut up, will you? I did move there. Then all you got to do is shut up. That's right, Mary. We'll miss those answers next week. Ah, but it's great to go back to New York once in a while. I don't know, you renew old acquaintances and see all your old pals. Bill Baker, Jack Pearl, Goody Ace, Ed Sullivan. Fred Allen. Quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid his name. And I don't blame you, Jack. Did you hear him last Wednesday when he kept saying how tight and cheap you are? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So that's where Phil Harris got his idea for those smart cracks about me. <laughs> I knew he couldn't be original. Come here a minute, Don. Come here just a second, will you? You know, Alan talked about me being tight. Were you ever invited to a party at Fred Allen's house? No, Jack, no. Why? Well, he's the kind of a guy that fills you full of herring and then makes you pay for a glass of water. <laughs> no kidding, really? That's a fact. That's a fact. I got a drink there for nothing, but I swallowed a carnation. <laughs> Well, I'm not surprised. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, since those gags will be tough to follow, uh, Phil Harris and his orchestra will render a number entitled, He Ain't Got Rhythm. How about playing, Phil? Okay, Jack, as soon as I get my baton. Your what? My baton. That's better. You killed my gag. There's no R in that either. Play, Phil. <laughs>
Trot Rhythm from On the Avenue, conducted by Phil Harris, who didn't know the number was over until the boys laid down their instruments. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. I like you, too. Well, some orchestra leader. And now, folks... <laughs> I mean, if you haven't got a baton, I mean, how about a lay do? Poor boy. For our feature attraction tonight... We are going to present a sophisticated English drama entitled Lady Guinevere's Bracelet, or Ring Around the Wristies. <laughs> I will play the part of Lord Stanley Beaverhead, boss. Mary Livingston will be Millicent, my granddaughter, and Phil Harris will be Phyllicent, my grandfather. <laughs> the scene is the ancestral mansion of the Beaverhead located at Hamhock on the Sauerkraut, England. <laughs> now, before going into this drama... I would like to point out that... Uh, answer that, Mary. Okay. Hello? Yes? Yes, Mr. Campbell, he's here. Oh, Jack, it's Lawton Campbell of General Foods. Well, the boss. Eh? Hello? Oh, hello, Mr. Campbell. Yeah? Yeah? What? Well, look, uh, look, Mr. Campbell, it, it would be silly to go back to that because we have no idea where Cactus Face is hiding. No. No, look, we, we planned this English play and, well, I... What? Oh, I can either look for Cactus Face or a new job. I, well, all right, you're the boss. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> hmm. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will do a command performance. <laughs> the twelfth episode of our Western serial, Buck Benny Rides Again. <laughs> we'll do it, but we won't do it good. I hope I fall off my horse. You will if you get on. Well, get our cowboy suits on. Gosh, help me off with this frock coat, Mary. Kenny, throw out the tea and crumpet. Okay. Such waste. Bring in the horses, Don. Mary, have you seen my spurs? They've been in your back pocket for a week. Hmm. I thought it was arthritis. <laughs> well, anyway, this play will go on immediately after... Oh, the Jack. Jack. Rock. Uh, Mr. Campbell seemed just a little bit upset. Uh, maybe I ought to say something about Jello just to please him. Well, sure. Go ahead. Well, I care. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're thinking of a tempting, delicious dessert to serve tonight, why not think of Jell-O? Oh, yes. Remember, yes. it has the new extra-rich fresh fruit flavor, and it tastes twice as good as ever before. Oh, that's being conservative. So insist on genuine Jell-O. Look for the big red letters on the box. Oh, by all means, do. I've been uh, wasting my time looking for the silver lining. Play, Phil. You can't even do a high-class play.
And now for our sponsor's play, Buck Benny Rides Again, or Theodora Goes Wild West. And I hope it flops. I will play the part of Sheriff Buck Benny, as tough an hombre as ever wore a wildcat for a muffler. A happy, snappy, nappy, don't give a rappy. Are you sappy? Shut your trappy. <laughs> The opening scene is the home of Buck Benny early in the morning where we find his mother in the kitchen chopping wood and Buck in bed sawing it. <laughs> Curtain. Music. Better get up, Buck. It's six o'clock. Six o'clock? Doggone it, I had that rooster set for nine. <laughs> What's the matter with him? Well, he's a Rhode Island red. Guess he's still on Eastern time. Hmm. From now on, I'm going to buy my alarm cocks in the West. <laughs> Turn him off, Ma. Okay. Oh! <laughs> Too bad. It's, it's, it's tough losing that timepiece. It's going to be tougher eating them. Well, Ma, reckon I better be getting down to the office. i got to get cactus face this time. Uh, say, Buck, when are you and Daisy going to get married? I don't know, Ma. We can't have a church wedding, you know. Why not? We can't get her pappy past Ike Muller's saloon. Well, why don't you take him up north and back him in? Might try that. Got to get going. Now, where's my horse? Under the bed. Doggone it, he always gets the lower. <clears throat> Come on, partner. Sleep well? <laughs> Glad to hear it. Open the door, Ma. So long. Morning, deputies. Morning, Morning Sheriff. Any news about Cactus Face, Deputy Wilson? Nope, not a word. You got any report, Baker? Well, you know that $500 reward you posted? Yeah. He came here and collected it. Who did? Cactus Face. Cactus Face, you darn fool. Why did you let him go? And that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. Oh, I've done dumber things than that. Baker, that's a fine thing after the way I worked day and night to catch that vomit. Well, I came closer than you did. Mm, he wants to argue yet. Never mind, Buck. You sure been hot on his trail. Mr. Campbell don't seem to think so. Now, listen, deputies. There's been a report the cactus face was seen walking into the bucket of blood barbershop. <laughs> and I want you boys to go there right away. Okay, Sheriff. Be sure and look under all lather. <laughs> if he's not there, take a look next door at the goody-goody tea shop. Shucks, I'm no sissy. Now, I'll do what I tell you to. I'm going to stop over at Daisy Carson's house, and I'll join you boys later. Come on, Buck Benny rides again. Woo, partner, woo. Come in. Hello, Daisy. Hello, tall, dark, and double chin. Well, gal, your Adam's apple ain't exactly out in the open. Why, Buck, gals don't have Adam's apples. Too late now, it got a snicker. <clears throat> Say, Daisy, I ain't seen you around for the past five weeks. What you been doing? Just sitting here knitting. Is that so? What you knitting? I won't know till it's finished. 
I hope it's a sock. I'm tired of wearing just one. <laughs> Speaking of socks, reminds me of soaps. Where's your pappy? He's out in the backyard working on his still. His still? Yep, he's making his own liquor now. What does he do with the stuff? Bottle it? Nope, he just drinks it as it comes out. Impatient old cuss, isn't he? You know, Daisy, I see him out riding once in a while. How can a man drink so much and stay on a horse? It was kind of hard until he taught the horse how to stagger. <laughs> He's out there uh, working on his still, eh? You know, Daisy, you better be careful. Them stills is mighty dangerous. Here comes Happy now. Hello, Buck. Frank Carson, that's the worst thing you could have done. Well, that still blew you right across the yard into the house. Well, I was coming here anyway. That was quite an explosion. Where are your boots? Don't know. I had them on when I went out. <laughs> you ought to be careful with those stills, Frank. Wonder what made her blow up, Buck. Only built a small fire. You must have breathed into it. <laughs> Frank, you better stop drinking that stuff or them pink elephants will get you. Shucks, I got them trained now. One of them can play the bee. <laughs> Can? Yes, if someone doesn't steal his trunk. Hmm. Well, Buck, see you later. I gotta go out and get an expert to help me fix that still. Where are you going? After that brandy fellow? No, after the gin man. Oh. Well, Daisy, I was just on my way to get cactus face and thought I'd drop by and talk to you. Something I won't ask you. What is it, Buck? Well, Daisy, I was just wondering if you reconsidered my offer of marriage. I ain't got time to talk about it now, Buck. I'm leaving for New York right away. New York? Yep. I just thought a little vacation would do me good. Well, well. Oh, say, Daisy, there's a gal I know who's making the same trip. Her name's Mary Livingston. You might meet up with her on the train. Mary Livingston, that big radio star? Yeah. Gee, I like her. Doggone <laughs> it. Seems like everyone's going to New York. Oh, Miss Daisy, I got the buggy waiting outside to take you down to the train. Be right with you, Scooter. <laughs> Here, I'll help you with your carpet bag. You mind if I ride down the train with you, Daisy? Fine. <laughs> I was hoping you would. Well, come on, let's go. Well, Daisy, it's kind of nice sitting here alongside of you. Gee, I sure hate to see you go. When you get to New York, you want to watch out for them city slickers. Pretty gal like you can't be too careful. You said it and move over. Oh. Say, Buck, I hope you catch Cactus Face before I get back. Chuck's I plumb forgot about him. You're more important to me than anybody. Uh-huh. One more crack like that and I won't get on the train. <laughs> Say, Daisy, I just happen to think. And you're in New York. If you go into Macy's, bring me back a plug of tobacco. I understand they got the fancy kind. <laughs> well, Buck, we're getting near the depot. Feel awfully lonely all of a sudden. So do I, gal. But don't worry, just have a good time. I'll see you when you get back. Hmm. Better hurry up, Scooter. Here comes the train. Okay, Buck. Come on, get out. Here's a new way to make an old favorite, chocolate pudding, and it's just about the easiest way of all. Use Jell-O chocolate pudding. It's the modern, up-to-date dessert that gives you the satin-smooth texture and that just-right consistency. 
It has the same homemade taste that made your mother's chocolate pudding so good. It's richer, creamier, more chocolatey, and it's amazingly easy to make. Just mix the contents of one package of Jell-O chocolate pudding with milk. Cook and stir over a low flame until the mixture comes to a boil and is thick and smooth. It takes only a few minutes. Then cool and serve in sherbet glasses. One package makes six servings, and everybody is bound to give this grand chocolate pudding the enthusiastic reception it deserves. And the Jell-O chocolate pudding is delicious, too, if you add to it raisins, nuts, or chopped-up marshmallows. Try it plain or with one of these variations sometime. Remember, Jell-O chocolate pudding sells for the same low price as Jell-O. Ask your grocer tomorrow for Jell-O chocolate pudding. number of the 21st program in the new Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. And don't forget, folks, next Sunday, I will definitely play the B. No kidding! On the level this time, fellas. I'm starting to practice it tonight. That's only a sample. Good night, folks. Company. KFI Los Angeles, Earl C. Anthony Incorporated. <laughs>